hello. Welcome to another episode of Bitch Friends, ladies. Did everyone enjoy the taste of that tea last week? <laughs> Couldn't help myself. I really do want to be here for all my listeners. So if you listened to last week's episode about toxicity in the workplace, please, if you were triggered in any way, message me on Instagram. Or if you want to just share your story with me as well, message me on Instagram. Mine is at Mallory.Blaine. That's at M-A-L-L-O-R-Y dot B-L-A-Y-N-E. I want to make sure I stay connected with you guys. And while we're talking about self-care, that obviously can trigger some emotions and some of, you know, your past traumas. So if any of you have had some traumatic things happen in the workplace and last week's episode did kind of trigger that for you, please feel free to reach out to me. Or again, if you've got another funny story of crazy shit you dealt with in the workplace, please drop me a DM. I would love to know. You gotta sometimes laugh about it. I definitely use humor as a way to, I don't want to say deflect, but handle any kind of things that make me feel awkward or anxious because laughter is the best medicine and if you can't laugh at yourself, then fuck, what you doing? (laughs) So this week, we are going to take a step back from the tea spilling and focus more on your life and your self-care while you navigate your career and how we can start that from the home. Now, I'm not Marie Kondo here or anything, but I've noticed more and more as a person who works from home that when I have a clean house, it does really improve not only my mental health in general, but it does improve my work. For me, that's a little bit more direct since I work from home, but I still think it really affects all my career women no matter what your office looks like, whether it's a studio, whether it's an office, a cubicle, what have you. And it also helps to not only have your home organized, but of course, have your office organized. If you work from home, I realize that not everyone can have a whole room in their house dedicated to their office, and I feel very fortunate that I do have that. So I'm going to kind of focus, instead of work from home, I'm going to focus on my women that work in a studio or work in a cubicle, work outside the home, and then we'll kind of focus on the home as something we can all utilize for our self-care in this week's episode in terms of organization. I do love Marie Kondo, I'm not going to lie, and I do think her tactic of holding on to things and saying, okay, does this actually bring me happiness? It works, but that could also take fucking forever. (laughs) One of the best ways that I was able to pare down and organize was, well, when we moved over a year ago all the way across the country from Indiana to Arizona. Most of us aren't going to be moving anytime soon. And it was way easy then to throw things away. I shouldn't say throw things away. Donate them. Sell them at a little garage sale I had. Things like that. So that I could actually pare down and fit everything in our moving van that Zach was going to drive. Zach being my husband, if you didn't know. But what do we do when we live in a house? We don't have the time to freaking go through everything in our apartment or house or condo and freaking hold on to it and say, does this bring me joy? How do we actually organize things and make things easier? If you don't have anything right now that you really feel comfortable with donating or selling, how do we organize things that we have that we don't want to get rid of? So when it comes to organizing your home, it is so, so important for self-care because really how clean, and I'm not even talking dirt, I really am talking clutter, And then, of course, some dirt, you know, dust, just things collecting, but mainly things piling up, just stuff everywhere or things that just aren't put away. Even if they have a place or not, they're not in that place or a place at all. They're just strewn everywhere all over your house. How do we make sure that that is not what our home looks like? Because if your home looks like this, that is a huge telltale sign of what your mind is like right now. If your home is full of stuff that is just thrown all over the place, chances are that's because your mind isn't in the best place. And if your mind isn't in the best place, then you're not putting your best foot forward during the workday. Even if you think, oh no, but I'm just putting this aside because I'm really working super, super hard and I don't have time for my house. 
then there is something that is not balanced in your brain still because there is something not balanced in your life as far as time. And even if you think you're putting your best foot forward at the office, you probably could be doing better. And when I say doing better, I mainly mean reacting better. When we have stress and we have anxiety, you might still be able to get your projects and your work done. But your communication with people and how you're working with others is the first thing that's going to suffer because you're going to have a really low tolerance when it comes to patience and how you react to people. So it's so important to make sure that your home and your brain not only are cleared, but take note that if your home is a mess, that is a freaking sign that you have got some unresolved issue in your head that you need to work on. Whether it's something as serious as you need to go to therapy for it or whether it's just you've been a total workaholic lately and you need to take a step back and really organize your life in terms of what's most important and do a little time management around your entire life schedule. (laughs) And it kind of goes backwards as well too. If you have a lot of clutter around your house, then even if you kind of aren't already anxious, it's going to make you a little bit more anxious. You're going to walk into that space after work and you're not going to feel comfortable or happy or as relaxed as you could be. Same with your office. If your office is cluttered, there's no way that you are putting your best foot forward as a person, as an individual. Maybe you're churning out work like a crazy person, but that's not putting your best foot forward. You shouldn't be being measured by the amount of work that you can put forth because I guarantee you that you could put forth more quality work and that you would be a way more (laughs) enjoyable person to work with if you weren't so stressed and anxious. How do we begin with showing up and saying, all right, I see the sign. My house is a total freaking mess. There is no place for anything and I need to straighten it up because one, I do have a major anxiety right now and two, even the moments when I feel better, I walk into a room and just immediately feel chaos in my brain from the clutter all around me. How can we fix this? First and foremost, not everyone's going to be able to do this, but of course I say get rid of stuff. Get rid of your junk. I love, you know, air quotes, throwing stuff away. I'm huge with certain things of if I bring something in, I have to take something away. So that is not something we can always do with every single aspect of our house. But that is really something that we need to start with, whether it is our office space or our home space. So let's tackle the home space first and then move into our office space. So first and foremost, you can go all Marie Kondo and and focus on how she separates things with clothes and papers and blah, blah, blah. But what I really like to do is focusing on different rooms of the house and focus on containers. And when I say containers, I mean, do you want to touch the closet first? Do you want to touch that set of drawers first? Start off with containers. If your home is in complete disarray, You can't really start with the containers until you actually fix all of the shit and find places for all of the crapola that's on your dining room table and your kitchen counters and your living room coffee table. So first things first, look around your home. Find all the crap that is laying around that does not have a place and sort that shit out. If you want to keep it, then fine. Keep it on the table and know that you have to find a place for it. But first things first, organize your surfaces. So find all of your surfaces where all of this crap is. If you have clothes that are flown over one of your chairs in your bedroom, grab it up. Find all the crap on your surfaces and... Just make sure that you actually assess it. If it's close and it's thrown on a chair, you've probably worn it recently, so you probably are going to want to keep that. But if you look at your surfaces and there's tons of papers and junk mail and like invitations from forever ago, this is stuff that you can start throwing away. And if you see stuff that are buried underneath all of this, that are little kitschy items or any kind of knickknacks that you've gathered at events or 
cards, business cards, or little samples that you've got at like farmer's markets. Throw them away. If you really find something that you need to keep, that's fine, but it needs to find a place later. So set it aside, make sure it's clearly visible, and we'll get to it. So first things first, organize your damn surfaces. Next, you tackle the containers. So you don't need to go right ahead and attack your kitchen or something like that because obviously your kitchen is probably one of the most cluttered and stressful places when it comes to pots and pans and that process can take freaking forever to organize a kitchen. So I'm not saying we're going to go through every damn cabinet. But start with the easy ones where you know things are strewn about. So if you have a little drawer set or something by the front door where you know papers get thrown in or where random things just get thrown in, start there. In the kitchen, just go through your kind of utensils, um, things like that. Maybe your Tupperware. Pick a couple things. Pots and pans, Tupperware, and then any kind of cooking utensils is a really good place to start. That does mean that you'll still have some cabinets that probably have some random shit around it and maybe you don't need it, but you can sort that out later. With your kitchen, just start with all of those cooking utensils, Tupperware, and your pots and your pans. Things that you use every damn day. If you have the capacity for it, check out your cups and your plates as well, especially the cups. We all get free plastic cups or tons and tons of mugs if you're me and we gather, 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 gather it up, and then we have so much that we just, we don't need it. You don't need another hot box pizza cup for those of my friends that are in Indiana. And if you're me, you don't need a million gazillion mugs. Pick the ones that you really like and then keep, you know, your matching dishware ones. You do not need 30 mugs unless you collect them and you have a space for them, whatever. But just with your kitchen, be patient and start with kind of those three spaces and move on to the cups if like you have the sanity to do so. What's really important about the kitchen space like everything else is that everything has a place but really that your countertops are cleared. You can't cook and you can't function and you can't enjoy your kitchen space if there's pots and pans and papers all over the place. So that's really what we're focusing on is clearing that surface and then just doing our best to organize the drawers. This is going to go for the same way kind of with all of the things that you use from a day-to-day standpoint. That is the best place to start. So we're going room from room, we're starting with the surfaces, and we're starting with the areas that we know we use day-to-day. Another place that you're going to be using every single day is obviously your bathroom. You don't have to go in and organize your 50 million Bath and Body Works lotions right now. But let's organize that drawer of stuff that you use every day. Your toothbrush and your toiletries. Let's organize your hair products and your makeup. Make sure that it's just nice and easy and accessible so that when you wake up in the morning, you can nice and easily get ready. Organization shouldn't just be about getting rid of things you don't need. It also is about making what you use every day accessible. Because that's what happens with clutter. It, the clutter doesn't work its way to the back of things always. No, the clutter is usually on top of all the crap we actually use from day to day. And then it all gets mixed in together and it's just a hot freaking mess. The next step that you're going to want to do after organizing the surfaces. And again, when I say surfaces, let's start with the kitchen. Let's start with your bathroom and maybe some everyday, you know, areas like kind of that front drawer space that's right by your front door, something like that. Start with those spaces. That's three spaces. You don't need to tackle the world in a day. Sort out the surfaces and then go into the drawers that you use every single day. Now, this can be really fun with organizing. Once you get rid of stuff, figure out what you're going to donate, figure out what makeup's expired that you can just throw away, things like that, get rid of all the crap and it'll feel so freaking good and just to get that out. It's literally like pushing negative energy out because it's just stuff. You are literally like clearing it out. Here's a gross analogy. How good does it freaking feel when you wake up in the morning and you've got a stuffy nose and you blow your flipping nose and then you're like, oh my God, I can feel the air flowing through my nostrils. That's what we're doing here. The air can't flow through your freaking house. So get rid of the crapola. 
to make sure you get rid of things that you don't want to throw away, put it in some kind of bag, even if it's a trash bag, and put it in your car immediately. Don't just leave it to the side so that someone can pick it up and use it again or place it somewhere else. Take everything, put them in bags, label them if you need to, if you have that much shit, and put it in your car so it's ready for you to run that quick errand and donate or drop off. When you are ready to really organize your drawers, these use everyday drawers, like your makeup, like your toiletries, your kitchen utensils, your Tupperware, your pots and pans, the drawer by your front door. Maybe if you have some kind of closet by the front door where you have like all of your, you know, walking pet supplies or things like that with like a million coats that you probably don't need, that really can't hurt either. And if you have a home office, this obviously includes your home office. Home offices get crazy and you have a desk and then you open up a drawer and you can't even reach your tape because there's just paper sticking out everywhere unnecessary. When you're ready to tackle the drawers, the best thing to do after you have really gotten rid of all the stuff that you definitely don't want, and again, when we're getting rid of stuff in a drawer, take it all out. Like, just take all the shit out. Don't try to sort through the drawer. I'm pretty sure Marie Kondo suggests this too. Take everything out of the drawer and sort it out on the ground. That's going to be the easiest way. And then when you're placing things, then you'll actually know that, oh, it does have a place. You're not just going to be shuffling shit around and making up spaces. If it doesn't have a place, you can't place it there. Boom. Done. Take everything out of your drawer. When you've gotten rid of the things you don't want, you don't want to just place everything back into this drawer because everything, if it doesn't have a specific place, you're gonna get a bunch of clutter again. It happens every time. And one of the reasons why people continue to clutter up their spaces and have to do this again and again multiple times a year, you shouldn't have to do this multiple times a year for all of your spaces. It's because there aren't specific little areas. And I don't mean a drawer as an area. I mean a little compartment within that drawer. Folks, ladies, it's time to take a trip to Ikea. (laughs) I know we're in COVID still right now and a lot of us are quarantined. So I'm not literally saying you have to go out right now and find organizational things. But you need to find very simple bins some plastic bins, if you have kind of an exposed shelving, you know, maybe some pretty wicker ones, but you need to just get a ton of bins that fit within your shelves and inside your drawers. And you also need to find little cute, tiny containers. And how do I define containers? So if you look online, you can find cute ceramic containers. I prefer clear ones, like completely see-through ones. I'm not sure if they call that acrylic or what, so that you kind of still see your drawer space. So it doesn't just look like a bunch of plastic things everywhere. I like that it contains an item, but you can still kind of see that drawer space and that wood within the drawer. And then I just think it gives it a little bit of a cleaner look. You need to find some organizational containers, whether it's a tub or a wicker thing, or just little tiny boxes without lids that you can put stuff in that fits your items. Let's elaborate elaborate on that. For my things in the bathroom, I did get IKEA like actual kind of white plastic tubs that will fit like something as tall as hairspray, things like that, so that I could organize Um, with different sizes. So I've got some smaller ones that hold all of my nail polish and that's where all of that nail polish lives. And then I have some bigger ones that have all of my lotions so that everything is there. And if I can't fit another lotion in it, and when I say fit, I mean standing upright, not just everything laying down like a hot freaking mess you have to dig through. If I can't stand it upright, I either don't need that lotion or I need to get rid of one that I don't use anymore. When you have a bin, you not only organize all your stuff so that you can see it perfectly, but you organize it so that when you are looking for something, you know exactly where it is and don't give me the, oh, I know my mess and I know my clutter and I do know exactly where everything is. No, there's always a day where you're frantically searching for a nail file or your eyeliner or something like that. No, 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 no. You don't really know where everything is. Organize these bins specifically by the type of stuff that it is and 
organize where you're going to place it by how often you use it. So all of my lotions and stuff, they're under the sink. I don't use those. A lot of those are very frou-frou lotions that are just like for fun scents. Put them underneath. But then I got these really tiny kind of uh, thin see-through plastic guys for my drawer at the top to fit all of my makeup and my skincare and my hair products that I do use every day. I mean, come on ladies, bobby pins much? You just get little plastic things. You can find sets of them all the time that are like come with two large rectangles, one then two medium-sized rectangles, and then two little squares. And so they all can kind of fit together and you can reorganize it based on what you use the most at the front and what you use the least at the back. And then everything has a place. I did that as a project actually this past weekend since it was Memorial Weekend. I was sick and tired of my drawers in my bathroom just being a freaking mess and I couldn't find things and it was not organized by how often or daily I use stuff. It was not at all. So I decided that that needed to change and so I got these cute little rectangular and square containers that are see-through and it took me a minute to take everything out to see what really fit best in which container and see what actually would kind of configure to make the most sense and still look, you know, appealing. Let me tell you, having a cute little square see-through container containing all of my bobby pins and having another container for the makeup I use every day, like those long, thin guys like eyeliner and mascara and concealer, boop, one container. Another container for all of those like utility items like a nail file or your nail clippers or scissors, things like that just in one container. So normally they were just chilling at the bottom of my drawer and now I don't have to wade through all of my hair products to find that super flat nail file <laughs> at the bottom of my drawer. It's right there in a little container. When you find these containers, it might take you a minute to actually organize, see what really fits, see really how you want to categorize things, but try your best to make it fun. If you drink, get a glass of wine or, a, or some beer and turn on some fun music and really make it kind of like a flippin' Tetris game of what really fits in which container and how do I really want to organize it. When you're staring at your stuff and you're trying to figure out how to organize, the best categories to think of are what actually fits together in terms of its usage. So lotion goes with lotion, hair, you know, hairspray and your curling iron, things like that can all go together. Try to categorize things. And then when you're fitting them into your cabinets or drawers, put whatever you use the most closer to the front. Make it more visible. And I did this this weekend and it felt so good with my bathroom and now everything has its place. But this is really all you have to do for every single kind of drawer that you have. Obviously in the kitchen, you won't need as many little extra bins or cute little tins or catch-alls to actually have to organize things because pots and pans are just going to be sitting there. They don't need another container. And Tupperware is a fucking container, so it doesn't need another one. <laughs> the containers are really for things that don't stack, you know, Tupperware, pots and pans, they stack, that are small and that you use all the time and that get lost. So in your kitchen, you pretty much everyone has a like utensil holder, but for some reason, most people don't have specific little catch-alls or containers for like the actual stirring spoons that you use to cook and your spatulas. A lot of people will be cute and put those out in some kind of like pot or vase but I just like that stuff to be away and not on my kitchen counters. So you can totally do that. But otherwise, find your little things like the spoons you used to cook with, the spatulas, find your pizza cutter, find your bottle openers, find if you have a bunch of different plastic cutting boards, find all those items and they need to have a specific spot. So you can get a huge container that fits in your drawer and has different slats that separate the sections and put different things in those sections. Or you can do like I did with my makeup drawer and buy a set of little individual ones that you can kind of Tetris together. Either way, everything needs a place. And if it's not a large item and it's not a stackable item, it not only needs a drawer, 
but it means a categorized container. That is the easiest way to organize because then if you, it helps you better see how much of one thing you have, even if you've already done your organization and you've already gone through and gotten rid of a lot of stuff because you take all of your stuff out of the drawers, there's still a chance that you might have multiples of things or realize, yeah, I actually don't use this. I, I don't need it. So the final step is kind of putting everything in its place and seeing what still doesn't have one once you properly organize what doesn't fit anymore now that not everything's just shoved into a drawer. It's carefully placed. And you can say, all right, do I really need this? And this will help you in the future because then when you get new things, you'll have a place to put them. And if there's not a place there, then you know to get rid of something. The biggest place in my home where I do this bring in one thing, take out another is my wardrobe. And we talked about this a little bit in the work from home episode way back. But first and foremost, I I do color coordinate and organize my wardrobe based on season. You don't have to do that. (laughs) I just like it. It helps me pick things out. I try to have a color palette for my wardrobe and then I separate my summer shirts, my winter shirts and sweaters, and then kind of like my dresses and jumpers. And then I organize each of those sections by color so that it's really easy for me to get dressed whenever I want. And when I'm trying to put an outfit together, everything pretty much matches because I follow a color palette. And then I know exactly where everything exists based on the season and based on what color it is in my palette. So you don't have to go that crazy, but I'm just saying it really, really, really helps with your wardrobe. But most importantly is the get one, take one away rule. I freaking love clothes, you guys. I love them so much. And I've been switching more and more over to sustainable clothing. So getting away from fast fashion and putting money towards small businesses, small creators, so that I am actually supporting a person. So I am not supporting a sweatshop. And so even though I'm putting a little bit more money into my clothes, that they are more quality and they are more, you know, linens and cottons and wools instead of a bunch of polyester that tears in two seconds from Forever 21. (laughs) Stuff that really actually fits me and is tailored and has structure and style and is made by hands that you can actually see support based on their brand if you go on their website. It is so important from not only a personal standpoint so that we don't have all these crazy freaking sweatshops from an economic standpoint so that you can in the end save money because you're not just consuming, consuming, consuming. You buy sustainable pieces that you know you're going to wear often and for decades even that are going to last in terms of style for pretty much ever because there's so many pieces like that. They aren't throwaway pieces even if they're super fashionable. They'll still be in fashion. They will. But we're also supporting our environment because it is being made by hands that you can actually meet on a website and see who made your clothes. And it's not being made by all of these factories causing pollution. And then we're also not polluting ourselves by when we do fast fashion, when we support fast fashion, we're not only supporting the actual factories and the sweatshops abusing people, but we're also throwing things away too much ourselves. I'm not asking you to 100% go vintage and thrift everything that you purchase. I'm asking you to buy from ethical and sustainable companies. One of my favorites is Everlane. This is not an ad, just love them. Because when you get into fast fashion, you start getting rid of things. I mean, if it was only $15 or $20, chances are you toss it and stop wearing it really, really quickly. And that's just insane, both from an environmental standpoint, and there's just so many clothes and landfills, but of course, from your own economic standpoint and from the environment around you. So try really hard to look up some sustainable companies. That's your homework. Ethical shopping, everyone. But really organizing your wardrobe, the biggest thing you can do is give and take. So especially for people that are fashion-aholics like myself, if you buy something, that's fine. You don't have to punish yourself. 
but make sure that it will replace something else. Don't just keep adding and adding and adding to your closet because I've definitely had times in my life where I wouldn't wear things for two or three years and they were still in my closet. If you haven't worn it for a year, you're probably not gonna wear it again. And I also have had so many op- like smaller closets that I had way too many clothes. I didn't need that many. And then I would buy things and then forget I even had them and I never wore them. That's freaking insane. So once you organize your closet, maybe it's like me and it's by season and by color, then you need to figure out, all right, if I am going to bring something in, what am I going to get rid of? Everything fits now. You have all of your clothes, you sorted through them, everything fits in your closet now. So you need to make sure that if you bring anything else in, that you donate something else. It's the best way to not create clutter in your closet again. Stick by this rule. I know it's not like always easy because we don't like getting rid of clothes, but it's necessary or else you'll just have to do an insane haul all over again. And probably in like six months when another season rolls around. (laughs) So now that we've kind of organized our home a little bit, and again, I'm not an expert organizer. These are just ways that I organize my home because I love organizing them and I love boxes and I love containers and I love when everything has its own little perfect little place. And you will too, eventually, when you get to that point, I swear. It might not be fun getting there, but it's fun. And once you have the surfaces in your home cleared off so that, you know, it doesn't have to look like better homes and gardens, but that it looks like your home, that it is staged like your home, not like a clutter station, that it's cozy and you can use every single surface in your house and you can find your everyday items in your drawers in two seconds. That's the goal here is just being able to properly and better live in your own space. When you have clutter everywhere, you can't enjoy your own space, let alone, I mean, live in it if there's stuff everywhere so you can't even utilize your space. Again, this is so important because now when you come home from work, you're going to enter your home And yeah, maybe the dishwasher needs emptying. Maybe you do need to do some cleaning around the house. But overall, your house is going to look good. You won't have to dust around a million fucking figurines or papers that are everywhere. When you do clean, that will also be so much easier when everything in your home has a place and you don't have all these things you have to move around and you don't have so much clutter on your surfaces. Your drawers will also stay a lot cleaner too. Trust me, they do. Magical pieces of crumbs and dirt and things like that, that enters your drawers when there's just fucking clutter everywhere. It does not accumulate as much in your drawers when everything has its place. (laughs) I swear. This is really all about self-care for career women because we have to make sure that we are taking care of our mind. And if your mind is showing you by your home that you have a ton of stress and anxiety or that you don't have enough time to keep your home clean, that's not fair to you. You deserve to come home to a nice, comfy, warm, clean, clutter-free home. You owe that to yourself. And you have to do it one time. And as long as you keep up with the rule of everything has its place, and if you take bring something in your home, you have to take something out, then it really will stay that way. And if you're like me, you're going to organize all the time anyway. But if you don't like organizing, this will help you have to do it less and you'll be able to find everything that you need and want to use every single day. When we get into the workplace or maybe your home office, same rules apply, surfaces first and then go into the everyday drawers. If there's drawers you don't use all the time, tackle those another time when you're feeling like insanely motivated. You don't have to do it all in a day, just the surfaces and spaces where you keep items that you use every single day. So again, clear your shit off. I know you think in your cubicle that that super cute little bobblehead is like really, really hilarious, but is it really adding to your space and do you need 10 of them? (laughs) If that's your style, that's fun. I'm definitely not judging or downing any nerdy or geeky stuff. That's, I love it. 
but kind of similar to everything else when it comes to your workspace, try to have a little bit of a color palette. That might be a stretch for some, but try your best not to just have color everywhere. Maybe you like color everywhere, but most of the time, most of us are going to do better when the color and space around us is a little bit more calm and cool toned so that we do feel relaxed and not overwhelmed and there's not just like so much going on in our peripheral vision. A lot of when it comes to your office space really is decorating and drawers. I'm sure that most of your crap is shoved into drawers and then you just have stuff all over the surface that are random decorations or awards you've gotten or cups and cups and cups and cups that you've used (laughs) and maybe haven't cleaned out if you use a coffee mug at your workspace. The key right now is to just start cleaning the top part up and in this case when I say everything has its place on your desk I mean decor wise. You don't need any office supplies on your desk. If you have no other drawer space, I get it. Uh, You might want a cute little tumbler or something like that to hold your pens and pencils and other office supplies. And that's cool. If it has a place and it's a cute looking tumbler, fine, whatever, more power to you. But the bottom line is your life is going to be easier and it is going to look better If everything that you use in your office besides your computer and your keyboard and your mouse is in a drawer or on some kind of, you know, shelving situation. Your desk should be kind of like your happy place. I don't really want to sit in any space and look at pens. Like pens don't make me happy. I know that you think, oh, well, it's my desk. I should have pens there and maybe my stapler in the corner. Freaking why? Why do you have to decorate your office space, like office themed. (laughs) You're already in an office. You don't need your decor to be office themed. (laughs) Put the stapler in your drawer. Put the tape and the pens and the pencils in your drawer. Get a filing cabinet for your papers that you have if you do even have any of them. Just put it away. So again, as everything else, get your little organizey things. If you like things on your desk that way, fine. You know, there's plenty of cute home organizational things. But I'm huge on, yes, those scissors that have the gold handle are really cute. But like, again, it's an office supply. You don't need that as a decoration. We know that you're in your office. Like, you don't need it. Put your supplies in little containers inside drawers. Put your pens in a nice little skinny, long rectangle Put like your scissors and any other tools. If you have like a letter opener, if people still do that, things like that. And another one, put your paper clips in a little tiny square one and put it all in your drawer so that you can open your drawer, easily grab something. And when a random paper clip flies across your desk, you're not just shoving it and sliding it into the drawer from the desk. You're actually going to put it in your cute little square container. Everything has a place. And then decorate your desk like you would decorate anything else. You don't go into your living room and say, all right, this is a TV room. Okay, so I've got, you know, my remote controls and things like that. But what else do you use in the living room? You know, I do, I don't really watch DVDs, but I feel like I should just have some about, you know, because that just like screams living room. And maybe we should get like, a remote that's gold. Not a remote that like I actually use for the TV, but just one that like looks pretty because it's a living, you don't do that. So why are you buying a gold stapler? It's fucking weird. Organize your desk with cute picture frames. It's gonna, it's easier for women. I feel like we do put pictures out and things like that more often than men. But if you aren't a huge picture person, just like make an effort to have like one because it will make whether it's a family member or a partner or an animal, it will make you happy and it'll make it feel like more your space. I mean, especially if it's an animal. (laughs) I have one of me and my husband and I have one of our dog Willow, our German Shepherd. And they're two very tiny little frames and the frames match my decor and it's cute. It's there. Boom. The other thing to do is to actually decorate your space like you would if you were decorating some kind of shelving. Think of everything kind of as a shelf, even if it's your desk. So you've got your little picture frames. What else is going to look good in that space? 
first of all, color. Make sure everything that you pick kind of has a color theme. If you have your little kitschy items and you have your items that, you know, are like the bobbleheads and things like that, that's fine. But just like have a place for them. Don't put them all over your desk. Have a corner that's like their little hangout, you know, like put them over there. It's really good to have your personality on your desk, but if it becomes clutter and if it becomes the entire theme of your desk, it just gets like way, 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 way too much. So if you have a bunch of figurines, put them in their corner and like make that their corner and then keep the rest of your space minimal. So that way when you are working or you do bring out a cup of water, you do bring out your stapler or pen, that your desk doesn't immediately look cluttered because you bring one thing out. Keep all of like the big items kind of in their own little themed corner and try to keep the rest of your desk minimal like you would a shelf. What else can we do? Plants. I kill plants. Get a fucking fake plant. Just get a fake plant. (laughs) It's annoying to take care of plants on your desk if you're not a plant person. And you don't have to get a plant that looks fake. You can get something like eucalyptus that, which is literally what I have, that pretty much looks the same real or fake. And it's just chill. It's calming. It's a light green. And you get a cool pot that you like and plop it in there. Get a really cool looking vase. The other thing is lighting. Whether it is a lamp, I highly recommend if you work from home getting a lamp. If you work in a cubicle, I'm sorry because I seriously having a lamp changes my life. Mood lighting. If you can have some kind of candle, get candles. Scents always help. If you can't have fire, maybe see if you can get kind of like a heated candle warmer. I used to have a heated uh, mug warmer. It was like five bucks at Bed Bath & Beyond. See if you're allowed at your office to have like a candle warmer or something like that if you can't have a fire, which most people can't have burning candles in their office. That's just like protocol. But think of some way to add light and maybe scent to your space because lighting is everything. And if you work in an office or a studio, you probably have no control over the fluorescentness of, that's a word now, fluorescentness, the fluorescentness of your workspace. It is what it is. But if there's any way you can bring in some kind of lamp or candle, and that way you can once in a while like turn off some lights or dim some lights and still be able to see, oh, it'll make all the flipping difference. No one likes walking into a fluorescent room. It, it just doesn't make anyone feel good. It like sucks the freaking life out of you. The final thing is to find a place for your cups and mugs. It's very important to me because I am like a heavy tea, water, coffee drinker that things that you use every day, again, are accessible. But if you want them out, make sure you really use them. I mean, when is the last time you did use a stapler? I don't know. I haven't. And I barely even use paper clips, so I don't need them on my desk. They can be in the drawer in their cute little square container. But when it comes to a coffee mug or when it comes to your water bottle or whatever, Fisco girls, I don't know, Hydro Flask, those are things you use every day. And so, yeah, you don't really want to have to put it in a drawer and take it out every day. And when it's out the whole day and you're drinking from it, it's kind of nice if it has its own space. So if you are, as I said earlier, I did used to have like a coffee warmer, a mug warmer, and you just plug it in. It was five bucks and it just is kind of like a little mini chill hot plate. Have some kind of hot plate where your coffee mug's going to go. And if you can't have a hot plate or if you drink a lot of water, dude, get some coasters. That might sound super silly because I know that coasters are obviously meant to not ruin, you know, nice furniture and things like that with the condensation and liquid. But there's so many freaking cute coasters out there. Get some. Get some coasters for your water, for your water cup, and for your mug so that they have a place to kind of sit and chill and it's cute. And then it's always there in the same spot. You grab it while you're working and you know exactly where it is and it still looks cute. Get some coasters. Give yourself a little drinking area. Like make it, I don't want to say cute because I know cute's not everyone's style, but it's still a very masculine thing. Like when you think of a boardroom, and people are about to have some kind of big meeting, what do they usually have? They have a nice little drinking station all set up. They've got coasters. (laughs) So just kind of think of things that are in an office, but that aren't literally office items. 
it's very normal to have coasters and it just looks kind of nice. So add that to your office space, swank it up a little bit. This is really all about being swanky and like building a mood in your space. So keep the themes minimal. And if you have a lot of themed items, keep them in their little area in the corner or something. Don't just put them all over your desk. Get some pictures, make it personal, get some good lighting, get some fake plants that don't look cheap and tacky as shit. And when I say fake plants again, really what's going to make them look good is the vase. Finding cute vases that match your tone. Don't get a vase that would look cool in the flippin' like hallway at your office. Those are just boring and sad. Find a vase that like really shows who you are. I have a cute like art deco one that's white and then one that's obviously only safe for my work from home space. It's not safe for work in a public space. I have like a little um, woman bust because um, it just, it fits my style. Find cool vases, put some fake plants. Usually the eucalyptus ones or the viney ones are the ones that are not going to look as fake. And then it just like adds some spice. And then of course have like a drinking station. If you use something every damn day, then it should be out on your desk. But try to swag it up and make it look swanky. Get some coasters. Get a cute mug. Don't just use the mug that you got from your company. Get a cute mug. Get one that's fun that matches your personality. Get everything that kind of has some kind of color to it that has your favorite color. Like, it's not weird to make a color palette for your desk. Do it. It'll feel good. It doesn't matter if you're at home or in a studio or at a cubicle or in an actual closed door office. That's your space. And you don't have to blow it up with stuff, but just make it so it feels a little bit more comfortable, maybe a little bit less gray and beige. And so it just makes you, f the mood when you sit there, feel a little bit more homey. I'm not asking you to jump for joy to when you walk into your cubicle, but that it feels a little bit more homey and a little bit more you. So now that we've really talked about how we can organize these spaces, I hope you do kind of take time and organize your desk the remainder of this week. Make a little tiny list of little things you could buy that would kind of swank your desk up. And then make a list of types of containers, whether it's small ones for a drawer or bigger ones for under a cabinet that you could utilize in your kind of catch-all space by the front door, in your everyday use drawers in your kitchen, and in your everyday use drawers in your bathroom. And hell, if you even have time this weekend and want to tackle your wardrobe, go for it. So make a list of stuff that you think would add to your space and make a list of stuff that you need to organize your space. And I always say if you think you need, if you're kind of debating on should I get more or less containers, always get more. Oh my God, always get more. I swear to God, if you get less, you're just going to be mad that the job's not finished. <laughs> always get more. When you organize these spaces and you make them a little bit more themed, especially spaces that aren't in your home, that are your workspaces, and you make them less about work and more about you, it does help your mental health. It helps it be a little bit less negative to go into that workspace every day. It helps set a positive mood, a you mood, and coming home or getting off work every day and entering a space that you know, you have to clean once a week, not that you can't find anything because there's freaking clutter everywhere. You want to enter your home and feel relaxed because you can sit on your couch, you can sit at your kitchen table, and you don't have to move stuff around. It's set up like your own little personal version of, you know, home and garden. With that, that is the end of our episode today. I hope it helped. If you guys do have any questions on organization, I do love it. If you want any more little tips on where I get my organizational tools or where I get my little decorations, please, again, hit me up on Instagram. It's at Mallory.Blaine. If you would like to, and I would love that, please rate and review. I want to know if you guys have any other topics that you'd like me to cover when it comes to self-care for the career-driven independent woman. 
please, please, please hit me up, whether it's in the reviews or on Instagram. We are on Spotify, Apple, and Stitcher, so please rate and review where you can. It really helps out, and and even personally, it also just boosts me a little bit to keep going. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate it. For those that have rated and reviewed on Apple, saw you. And I really want to finish off, of course, with my shout out. So my shout out this week is from a dear friend and a businesswoman. Her name is formerly Emily DeSutter, but she goes by Wazelle and she has a business partner who is also her husband. They are a power couple. It's insane. I don't even know how they come up with the amazing creative things they do. And his name, he goes by, his stage name is Wajet and they are the Wazwa Show. But I'm going to focus on her. So she just came out. They did, you know, they work together, but he does mostly kind of graphic design and is a great musician. His lyrics and his beats, I love them. Ugh, we dance to the beats all the time. And she focuses more on painting, illustrating, and fashion. And while she really does focus more on multimedia painting and illustrating, I am, and I have some of her work in my home, but she also does fashion and I just, she's done more lately and I just, I love it so much. She is so talented. I've gotten her stuff from the past, but she has a new collection for the summer that really speaks to my heart. It's really linen focused and it's got a lot of great deserty hues, a little like pink thrown in and I just love it. It's really meant for summer. It's great for anyone that kind of lives on the West Coast, especially because it's very breathable. It's all linen and just the cut of it is a lot of similar styles and cuts and silhouettes that I've seen in the desert that I try to wear myself. So definitely take a look. There's anything from blankets and fanny packs and hats to tops and shorts and jumpers. It's amazing. And when I say jumpers, I should say jumpsuits because jumpers in the UK is a sweater. Anyway, I digress. But again, her name is Wazelle, and you can find her stuff on stealth.co. That's what they kind of call their group business. It's S-T-A-L-P-H dot C-O, stealth.co. And you can find her new spring and summer, more summer, fashion line on their website now. Definitely follow them on Instagram as well. I'm pretty sure it's The Wazwaz Show. So W-A-Z-U-A-Z is how you would spell Wazwaz. They're just an amazing dynamic couple. And if you really want to not only support artists, but sustainability in general, I mean, there you go. They're, they're just amazing humans and the things that they create are spectacular. So check out her new fashion line. It is amazing. With that, thank you all for joining me again this week. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to next week chatting with all of you. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Yay for a short week for those of us who had Monday off. And make sure that even though it's only four days that you keep working your ass off, ladies, and leave your mark.